make the sound, make the sound, sound things. The trouble began when an American weapons lab discovered an obscure virus that had been around for centuries. They created a more contagious form of the disease. And that's when the disease got out. Everything changed. As previous ages were defined by terrorism, this one was defined by fear of disease. The medical establishment took it upon itself to protect its public. At first, requiring victims to wear identifying armbands, then rounding them up in special camps and facilities. Until finally, people just stopped hearing from them. What's a funny little quip I could open with? Should we all go back to bed? Are we finally ready to start? Live from the City of Roses. I thought this would be funny, but it's not. This is LAAF. Everyone thinks we're incompetent. With Grace Faye. I just want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio. Grace! And another unsung blue-collar hero. Jimmy McCammon. Don't you sometimes hate yourself? Constantly. The old team together again. Oh. Nothing can stop us. Feed. This you must have dreamed about this moment for a thousand times. Is L-A-A-F. How'd you like it? Oh, I didn't. Thank you. I'm going to leave them the worst review. I love it, Pomona. And action. Okay. okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. What? You can't do the same intro I do at the same time I do it. The moon is waning, Jimmy. Relax. Oh. Oh, I'm relaxed. It's Time too to early in the morning go. to be anything but relaxed. It's the LAAF podcast. That's right. It's a gloomy day. We call this in LA May Gray. It's almost June gloom. And then it'll be July Fry. Yeah, that's good. Did you make up the July Fry? That's good. Yeah. No, that's a tradition in Southern California. Um, seriously though, yeah, it's it it's weirdly overcast in these two months and then it and then it's really hot starting in July. Yeah, unless you go to the beach with us, and then it's cold. Yeah. Yeah, every time we go to the beach, the sun sets, and, and the wind cold. comes up. <laughs> yeah, surf weather. This is the LAAF podcast. I'm your uh, humble engineer. That over there is uh, the host of the show, and a uh, dancer, singer, actress, uh, creatrix, um, the, the, the guiding moral uh, light of the podcast, I'd say. It's Grace Faye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to our humble engineer, Jimmy McCammon, over yeah, there. That's me. Um, it's an exciting day. Today is Friday. Hooray, hooray. I cheated on the podcast, everybody. I'm sorry. You cheated? I, yeah, I'm uh, unfaithful to this podcast. Did you go on another podcast? I uh, created one. You created another podcast? Yeah. What's I don't know. I don't know if we actually created it, but I went over and I fooled around with gear with my buddies, oh, you know? God. And they wanted to know how to make podcasts and stuff. And Did had, you take video? They had already figured out how to make an audio one, and there's a bunch of video because they want to make a video one like... I don't mind if you fool around as long as there's video and I'm included. This is not... This is, did not go the way you're thinking it went right now. You just okay? said. Yeah. It was three boys. We were fooling around okay. with some of our toys. What are you talking about? In West Hollywood, right? Yeah. Okay. Well... Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so we we're all looking uh, pretty handsome on the podcast. Um, it was me, it was uh, Shoney Francis, it was Dang. Paul Dupree. Uh, Shit. Yeah, it was fun times. Um, so hopefully that'll be coming out, or I don't know, we're toying with ideas of like, you know, uh, what do we, what do people want to hear? What do they, they want to watch? You know, I want to put the picture in picture. It's fun to play with. Anyways, it was a fun uh, time, and shout out to those dudes. 
Sure, shout out, shout out we to everybody not on this podcast. <laughs> um, but you aren't a podcaster if you don't also uh, fool around on all kinds of other podcasts, I guess. Seems yeah. like that's the way it goes, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it is a new moon coming up on the 30th, so uh, we're prepping for that. And Same hooray, hooray, the sun is in Gemini. I did have a wonderful birthday on Monday. Thank you for all of your good wishes, everybody. And uh, back on set with crazy wake-up hours, um... My gosh, lots of things going on with with all the jobs that I have to do to survive in Hollywood. But um, I'm excited about today. Uh, it's going to be, it's a good day. May we, 27th. Yeah, there's a special segment coming up uh, later in the show, too, called Jimmy Was Right About Everything the Whole Fucking Time. Um, everyone's getting a cold. Everyone's getting sick. Everyone I do have has another cold after having strep throat. What's the funniest but part? But it's not COVID because I test for COVID every fucking day. Yeah, no, everyone does because you have to because that's the deal. Um, but I work these events where I'm very close in, unmasked with a lot of kids, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, for we, two years, everyone slathered on, uh, uh, you know, this, that crap on their hands. They put a mask on. They stayed away from everyone. I did not do any of those things. I don't. I don't. You're get, just dirty. I don't get sick. I love dirt. I just love, uh, you know, if someone's sweaty, I want to shake their hand more. Mm-hmm. I want to hug them. Um, I kiss everyone on the mouth, and I never wash my hands. I don't. If someone wipe. coughs, you just <laughs> stick your face right in the mist. Yeah, live dirty, everybody. Get those germs on you, in you. Uh, let them be a part of your life. It's the only way to get immunity. I do feel the I'm not a doctor. Doctors have been lying to you the whole time. All right. But that we are, <laughs> we are kind of making up for not having had a cold for two years. That yeah. now we're getting all these little minor ones. So I like the part where everyone walks around going, "Wow, the pollens! The pollens are really no. You got a cold, bitch." You got the first cold in three fucking years, and it's your fault because you listened. You listened. You, he has such glee on his face right now that he disobeyed the rules and he ended up being right. It's like, it's like uh, justifies well, all his yeah. rebellion that he's had since he was a young child against it's all just a luck out. It's people like, who make rules. Yeah, even the good rules that you should follow, like I don't follow them and then I eat shit because of it and I there's bad outcomes, you know. So when there's a good outcome from not following a rule, I have to lift my flag up high and say, hey. I was listening to <laughs> the Badlands podcast, which is pretty good um, getting into that one. Um, it's all stories of like uh, celebrities that have had total breakdowns. There was one on Robert Downey Jr. that reminded me a lot of you, Jimmy, even though you didn't descend fully into heroin. Like, oh, he, yeah. you know, the first time he was arrested, he was naked, high, high, and driving down Sunset Boulevard. That like, one's a classic. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then you he gotta woke be. up in this kid's bed and in this neighbor's Ooh. house. Yeah. He walked into the wrong house and lay down in the kid's bed. The kid wasn't there or something like that. I nailed that one too, yeah. Um, these are all classics. These are all classic drinking stories. Well, they just talk about how like he was raised to re- kind of rebel against everything. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, well, I mean, you get a rebellious streak and you, you there's a reward to it, you know, and there's a sense of... Um, uh, I don't know, uh, accomplishment or something when you've broken a rule and you get away with it. And yeah, it's a, it's a bad thing. It's the same thing that made, uh, what's her name, a uh, hot chick uh, in the uh, 2000s, Lindsay like Lohan. steal all that shit. Remember? Oh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. She's on Badlands too. So here we go. Yeah. It's the show. This is LAAF. This is going to be a bad show. The news is always scaring people. If you like blood and thunder, come with me. Live 
from the LAAF Podcast Studios. This is Breaking News. Breaking News. Hey, meet impressionist embroidery artist Carmen Mardonez. Okay, I'm glad you're going with a positive angle because I'm going to hit the real story in a minute. Go yeah, ahead. because I mean, well, I just want to talk about the arts here in the LA Weekly. One of the featured artists, Carmen Mardonez, liberating the art of embroidery from Yay! its narrow, picturesque functions. Oh, nice! In All right, the we domestic gotta... craft craft sphere. Carmen Mardonez instead approaches its mediums and materials with the expressionist pictorial gusto of abstract painting and sculpture. Yeah, Her work references like the body's challenges and freedoms, and this is cool shit. All yeah. right, post it on the Instagram, LAAF Podcast. I want to see that. I do have my embroidery hoop just waiting. I cleaned out all my uh, spring clothes and also all my sewing materials. I don't know if you've checked the sewing box, but it's neatly organized now. Wow. And, um, Your I, sewing I love box embroidery. or mine? Yours, which is ours oh. now. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's very organized. I didn't organized. know about this. I didn't mm-hmm. know we were going to have to share sewing boxes. <laughs> Believe me, now there's actually needles and like good thread you can use and it's all organized. So we instead of a the, pile of we're random not, tiny We're not going to do the thing where we split the underwear drawer half and half, are we? No, because I need a whole drawer. Okay, good. Also, I don't need a drawer I've at all. Also, I've my underwear drawer and now they're all like rolled and like folded. They're like rolled and like folded. My underwear. Can you believe it? Instead of thrown in there? Anyway. Um, she says, my work is an exploration of intimacy and gender expectations through the use of freestyle embroidery. I work on discarded materials, mostly domestic textiles, such as pillows and bedsheets. I use them as canvases as they are, as they, as they are, plain or patterned, discolored, stained or tiered, either good or bad quality. I mean, look, Carmen Mardonez. Okay, embroidery thread, let me tell you about it. Embroidery thread is actually made of three, I'm sorry, six different threads all combined together, so it's thick. Oh. And very bright and colorful. So it's made to really create a, a, a colorful, powerful impact on the Is canvas. You you use thicker needles uh, or with like a thicker eye, and then um, the How thread is sticks all wound y- together. Yarn is made in much the same way. Yarn isn't it is not? much thicker. Yarn is for knitting. Yeah. Yarn and, is, but it's woven, right? Woven out of many different threads, yeah? Yeah. I mean, yarn probably has like a hundred different threads all but put But embroidery together. is not made with yarn? No, it's made with embroidery thread, which is six wow. six different strands of thread, and you can actually separate them out and just do three if you want, like a smaller thing. Oh, wow. And then there's all these, like there's a French knot, and there's all these like stitches you can do. Anyway, it's these fun. are textiles, right? I had to do embroidery class as a child because my parents were old fashioned and thought that girls should know how to sew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I was angry. Good if they learned me. Ha- I've been angry me, about this. Learned me how to change a tire. I was angry about this since I was like thirteen. You wanted to sew. I wanted to learn to sew. I, it's a machine. Of course, I want to learn it. Right. It's, I want to learn every fucking machine. The machines are cool. I only learned a little of that. Yeah. It's and it's so capable. It can do different types of stitches and like I've looked into them and I've even tried to use one once or twice. But like I wish and my mom knew how to use one. I mean, you, you can know. always learn how to sew. They have, and it was only the gender classes. stereotype horse shit that ever, you know, made them not ever show me how to use this that. Is just of course, the, if I had asked, the misery would've. and the pain of the cisgender male, you weren't, yeah. uh, I mean, allowed to sew. You, you guys don't know what it. it's like being forty-three and white and privileged. Okay, and that's all you <laughs> wanted to do was sew. And gosh, I feel so sorry for you. Okay, this is breaking news, it so we do have to segment. talk yeah, about yeah. some serious shit. Sure. Okay. Well, back school. to Carmen Mardonez in a minute, though. She has more. I mean, I have a lot more. Texas school shooter <laughs> bragged about his plans in chilling Facebook messages. That's right. One thing 
All right. Well, he was 18. Um, he shot up an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas on Tuesday, uh, killed 19 students and some teachers. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So basically, he, the first post he said was on Facebook was, I'm going to shoot my grandmother, which he did. The second post was, I shot my grandmother. She did serve, well, she's in critical care right now. She was 66. Um, and then the third post, maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. And then he went to an elementary school in his town. Um, he did work at Wendy's, and people, you know, had opinions about him there. Red flag, Wendy's. There was a security guard at the school that he kind of got through, basically. Um, and then he was shot uh, by Border Patrol when they... He was in that school for an hour. Um, and it's just so horrific. The, the mass shootings seem to Didn't be getting he worse. Have an, an, I believe that he had an encounter with Border Patrol previous to the school shooting. Oh, okay. Right before. Uh, I think that's how it went down. I could be wrong about that. I've only ever, I've only heard stuff about this. And I haven't read one thing about it. these guns were purchased legally in Texas. He had just turned 18, yeah. and so he bought two um, rifles that week. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess he was kind of leading up to it at Wendy. He was picking fights. He was bragging about quitting his job, saying he no longer needed the money. He was going to, he told this girl at Wendy's that he was going to act out in a big way and they would all hear about it. So there is this idea of, of like you were saying of him wanting to become infamous. Um, it's just wild yeah. because I, you guys know I'm a Democrat. I mean, the number of mass shootings, and I will put this on our Instagram in the United States since 1998 to 2019 is 101 mass shootings in the U S the closest to that is France with eight. And after that, it's like one, one, two yeah. in all these other developed nations. So it's uniquely American, it's uniquely American. And what can we do to stop this? More thorough background checks could have stopped some of these people. Red flag laws allow law enforcement to confiscate guns from people who display warning signs of violence, like threatening people. Not against so that. that could have, um, applied to the gunmen in Florida and then assault weapon bans would restrict or prohibit access to the kinds of rifles that they use. So to me those are all, it's a very small minority of the far right that is pushing for total gun freedom and to save our children, come on guys we need to enact these laws and I hope we can it's just terrifying, I was just talking to a mom on set yesterday, she's like my, my kids won and I think I'm going to homeschool like, you know, parents are, are scared. Like, yeah, it's it's not OK. Like, uh, I can't help but blame the parents because uh, that's I mean, that's where that's where the parents of the shooters, you're saying the parents of all of these freaks. I just you know, if you don't, you know, nobody has the opportunity to be out ahead of this shit more than the parents of these freaks. So. I really do blame them in almost every case. You raised a weirdo. You raised a freak. You didn't take the necessary precautions and have the kid get psychological help when it needed it. And I so much blame the parents. You're the only person I these. know that taught, refers to children as it. Like, you yeah. know how people who don't like pets refer to pets it. instead of like him or her. They say like it, the yeah. dog, it went. Well, came now over. it's you actually say that about children. Yes. Now you're not supposed to gender people. And so you're supposed to say they, them. That's but better I say than it. it. Okay. Okay. So I don't gender people. I say I call them all it. Here's an interesting news story. Um, 
Basically, this 71-year-old romance novelist, Nancy Brophy, was convicted of murdering her husband after she wrote a novel called How to Murder Your Husband. That's pretty good. That's a good cover. Hey, who would who would write a book called How to Murder Your Husband and then murder? Come on. Come on She now. lived in Oregon. You could, you, could, you could get in front of the jury and use the come on defense. Yeah. Shrug emoji. Yeah. Well, I guess she was an artist and... I don't know. That's how <laughs> she she left this this evidence behind. She just was convicted. Uh, so uh, you've seen all the abandoned RVs around Los Angeles County, right? Of uh, course. They're abandoned. There are people living in them. There is one rumor that I heard um, uh, that is uh, don't I people think somewhat own substantiated. People own them. They park them in places that there are twenty four hour parking, and then they rent them to someone. Wow, that makes yeah, sense. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's kind of a, a hood um, uh, hustle, you know. A, There's this one guy on this hustle. this street, um, but near Wilshire, where where he has a full garden plot. Yeah. on the side of the freeway, there, um, it's like there's a few people who've made their area kind of nice and yeah. like yeah, uh, and then the city comes by and they just basically ask if they can like take some of his trash away, but other than that, yeah. they're very polite and. I offered some women like some bath mats that I had extra for their rugs outside their tents and yeah. This and again, this story in the LA Daily News: LA wants to tow the abandoned RVs but has nowhere to put them. Um, that's the point: is that like you people know people need places to live. Yeah, and you're not gonna. What are you gonna do with this stuff? You can't effectively put your your policies into action because you don't have the money, you don't have the resources, and you know why? Well, you know, just like. Um, why not just push these people towards making their spot nice or push uh, our city towards having a spot for these RVs, you know, the tiny homes, the all tiny of homes the are better than the shelters because people don't want to go to shelters. Everything's better than a tent on the sidewalk. She just says, oh, all the fucking time. Oh. Good golly, she's a natural. First of all, I'm not from Whiteville. I'm from Whitehaven. A cute mask. This is how helping works. Love the Guggenheim. I'm all about saving the trees. This is Grace. She's a natural beauty. No, no more helping. I like a more upscale nachos. Is trying. Just go along and sell out, Woo-hoo! honey. To help. Helping accomplished. The sun in Gemini. Welcome to my sign. Gemini gets a bad reputation of sort of being two-faced, but since um, the constellation represented by Gemini is the twins, right? But I like to think of it as keeping your options open. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let me explain, everybody. This is, there's uh, Gemini, Hufflepuff, and bisexual. Those are the three categorizations in Zodiac. Could please continue. Ah, yes. Oh, from the expert himself. Um, uh, Geminis are personable. They're talkative. They excel in careers where they have to talk, like podcasting, journalism, writing. Um, They're charismatic. They're adaptable. They're never boring, but not necessarily good at, like, making a decision or... or following through on things more like have a lot of ideas and think they're all kind of a good idea i'm an idea guy yeah 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 um it is an air sign so flighty is another another way to talk about it do you want to know all the matchups i saw a a chart the other day um i think because i'm associated with you like facebook and stuff tries to push this crap my way i saw a chart of the perfect matchups you know 
Uh huh. Do you buy into that? I mean, uh, no. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I think we're compatible. Air and fire. I'm sure. I'm sure we are. Well, and I'm sure that there's different interpretations. Like, not everybody, you know, not everybody. It's agrees. much more complicated than just the most basic, you know, just this shit I'm talking about, or like basic astrology. Or a meme post I on saw. Huff post. Mm. Um, Mercury will ma- remain retrograde until June 3rd, so it is a moment to flex your powers of adaptability. Um, maybe have a little adventure, like take the day off or sleep in. Oh, sure. At a time like this when everything's a little off kilter. Uh, Give yourself permission to not know the answers. Uncertainty can be a fertile space to dwell in. When nothing is certain, everything is possible. Mm. You hate that. You hate that kind of feeling. No, I actually don't. Uh, This is the whole philosophy of being an atheist is like, how come you know? How come you're so certain? How come you know for sure? Why is your solution the only solution? That can't possibly be true. You can't have the answer because it's an unanswerable question. The whole God thing, the whole right or wrong thing, all these big questions, they're fucking unanswerable. So how can you be so certain? And, and there's got to be something about something Zen about that where right with meditation, where you sort of just exist in all the contradictions and let things be and don't try to affect everything and don't try to change something. Like when I think about that, I can feel my body relax, right? Mm-hmm. And rest and not try to change or affect or be in charge right it's really good to let that go sometimes especially in like i apply that also to this like national news you know when national news comes across the wire and oh there's a shooting and like you can uh, you can acknowledge like that things are that that's terrible and you've you know but like the idea that you have to do something now or you have to make your politician do something now like, uh, if you're involved in politics, if beat. you're an activist, you know, if that's part of what your purpose is, if you're an artist and want to say something about it or you're a podcaster yeah. and you want to talk about it, good. But but also practice self-care. Right. Um, find the things that bring you joy, the simple things in life. There is a return to uh, what they're calling romanticism in social media and all these ways where people are sharing all the beautiful joys of of life. Like we have fresh flowers in our house right now. It makes a huge difference. I love it. Um, okay, in entertainment news, uh, Saturday Night Live is going to shift up after Be this positive, season. Um, they're wrapping up this season. Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, um, and a few other actors, uh, A.D. Bryant and Kyle Mooney, will all be leaving Saturday Night Live. A lot of them have been with Saturday Night Live for about 10 years, so they've served their time. And wow. most of them have other careers. I mean, it's a big commitment. That cast when this is super on. funny, except for Pete Davidson. That cast is like everybody's so funny. Everybody's so uh, skilled and funny and does such great impressions. And then there's Pete Davidson and he does nothing. Well, he'll, <laughs> and everybody he'll do treats well in him like new... he's talented and cute. And it's like, holy shit. Right. I've never seen You're anything just like this. He's dating Kim. No, I don't like her and I'm not jealous of him whatsoever. But like, uh, I, I find it funny that everyone has talent on that cast. It's true. And he he's has not, no he's not like an impersonator or like. <laughs> Or a comedian, or an actor, or or a speaker, or (laughs) he's nothing. He does nothing. Anyways. Um, But he did just get a new Peacock comedy called Bupkiss. Uh, It's a series inspired by his life, and it is executive produced by Lauren Michaels. Oh, God. And um, yeah, it's going to be so terrible. Okay. Guess who else is back? Um, I guess there were a lot of actors and directors tinged with controversy in Cannes this year. Mm -hmm. Um, There are films starring or directed by Roman Polanski, Luke Besson, (laughs) Johnny Depp, Alec Baldwin, and James Franco at Cannes this year. That's fine. 
It's not fine. No, I mean, fuck uh, that one guy. Uh, he's a rapist. Roman Polanski? Yeah, but all she those other guys are fine. <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp got in a fight with his dumbass wife. Okay. <laughs> all right. We won't, we won't get into that whole story. Um, but Kevin Spacey basically is coming back. He's had to kind of go with uh, <laughs> developing... <laughs> Like entertainment companies in Australia, this Australian outfit, Galloping Entertainment, um, is producing a historical drama. Um, wow. And yeah, he's back in two films. Uh, There's hope on the horizon, everybody. Okay. Even if you're canceled. Maybe you're not canceled because there's hope out there. Okay. If Kevin Spacey could do it. So can you. Here's a way in which... Um, Ukrainian artists are just shunning government shelters and found a home in an abandoned factory in um, LVIV is how you say the city. Um, they opened a space for an exhibition and a rave to raise funds for the Ukrainian army. Um, they've created art uh, that reflects cruelty and violence. Um, this guy, Ilya, is carving pieces of granite into small tombstones and uses urine-filled bottles to represent days he felt unable to leave bed so people are still staying in ukraine and well what do you use them for <laughs> uh trying to you know using these um empty junkyards and factory floors to create art at a time when their entire country is being bombed and that's falling what apart happens. and most people have left that's what happens when you fall when your country falls apart the real estate gets super cheap there's a building i got my eye on up in altadena it's beautiful i'm moving in the second we go to hell around here really looking forward to it the real estate's going to get incredibly cheap squatters rights will prevail if you have you know just a simple uh, so when the apocalypse comes then we'll finally have a nice place in hollywood wow your your financial planning is just spot on there if you were any other woman on earth i would be turned on right now excuse me how hard am i allowed to hit jimmy well i usually hit him as hard as i can until he says his safe word What's his safe word? Stop. You are one very negative guy. For or with others. Jimmy is drinking vodka on the toilet. I'm not about all that razzle-dazzle. Wear your good suit. This is my good suit. Okay, sure, yeah. Oh. You're wearing a suit? Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is my good suit. These a hoodie? Sh- I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> you still wear cargo pants, hoodies, and skater shoes, which you've probably done since you were 14. No, I didn't get into those till I was like early 20s, maybe. I like when a I guy... I got into all like efficient clothing eventually. You know, well, like... yeah, you do a lot of like physical work, like moving speakers and stuff. Yeah, but even in my off time, I want to like, you know, just be in a pair of pants. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be anything. It just has to... I do like a good pair of joggers or sweatpants. But you know when guys wear those dress shoes and then they are like wooden on the bottom and they like yeah, clack I have when those. they walk? I know, I noticed you wore them the other night for a I date and... Well, it's just funny because it's kind of like heels, but less painful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a phenomenon. It happens a uh, core requisite with bureaucracy, I've found. You know? Uh, well, bureaucracy. Uh, let's see. Religion. Uh, cliques. Um, cults. Uh, cults. Thank you. What do these things have in common? Lame-ass middle schoolers, right? Uh, film crews. 
What do these things have in common? They want to be like everybody else. I mean, there's a little bit of a culture, you know? Yeah. But there's uh, something I've noticed in them all, and that is like special language. Yeah, right? absolutely. Special words. That's one of the trademarks of a cult. What was what? I forget what it was we were watching, but we saw uh, some, or maybe <laughs> maybe it was something you were filming. You told me about, but um, we saw we were talking about something where it was an obvious situation where, like, a forty-six-year-old TV writer was trying to write hip lingo for the yeah. the the teen kids to say. Yeah, <laughs> it was a show that's shooting now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen this. You see this all the time they were saying obs and like convo and using all these abbreviations right you know what is a what is a current thing where you go i'm dead okay sure yeah but an actual millennial had to explain that to me yeah i got explained that um through like emojis you know someone put the like a skull and crossbone or some shit on my thing and i was like what is that and they're like i'm dying i'm dead it's funny i'm like oh I just been Well, we used to say it's killing me back in the 90s, right? Yeah, you're killing you're me. You're killing yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so I don't like it. Uh I don't buy into it. The second I hear it, I'm like, "Oh, red flag, ding 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 warning." You know, what are these freaks up to? What are they, you know, so like the second people started saying, "Oh, KN95" to me. And I was like, "What? What? Why do I uh, why what do I care? What do I have to know that? Well, if it's a 95, then it only has point uh, microns. It only has 0.2 microns. And then if it's a KN95, it has 0.4 microns. And then, it, like, they know. You're so certain. You know now. Like, that's what everybody's trying to prove with their special words. You know, even even the lame middle schoolers with their whatever they say, their obs and their convo and everything. Like they don't say that, but yeah. Well, they don't say that. That's what forty six year old TV writers write for them to say. They say other stuff that we don't know about. That's the whole point of it. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't. They're know. not even on TikTok. Like like those kids. They got home. another thing we don't know about. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Is that like once the old people know about it, like it's not cool anymore once the 46 year old tv writer is writing it out for you to say on tv that's the old dumb language Mm -hmm. right but my point is kind of like look how fast all that shit becomes old and dumb look how fast um you know and it's the easiest to see with a cult you walk in and people are saying weird words you know uh you know like their their profit is going to come and like uh, there's going to be the rising you know we're all going to go through the rising soon it's going to happen you know <laughs> or whatever <laughs> they always have some weird prophetic shit and it's all special words and it's like we have a language already it's meant for us to be able to communicate commonly it's called a common language it's 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 designed for this purpose, right? And so you're trying to separate yourself from everybody and possibly elevate yourself from everybody by using these special words. But does it ever work out? Are you ever cooler? Are you ever more knowledgeable? Are you ever the better hire? Are you ever, um, does your cult ever, does the rising ever come? Uh, In fact, you isolate no. yourself from from the rest of everybody and, and sort of set yourself apart. Like there's that parable in the Bible about the Tower of Babel falling, right? And then the one language being split into many, many different tongues that kept people separate. Yes. And that's why we have like many languages or something like that. But it's interesting because there are universal languages like um, energy, you could say, because we're here Music. in Los Angeles. Um, Mathematics. Uh, body language. You know, smiling, um, clapping, dance. That's one reason I love dancing. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, and if it gives you the weird vibe, I'm saying this is what it is, right? Like, if it, if <laughs> you know, if, if you are like <clears throat> straining to be a part of something because you can't figure out the words, you know, um, then like, uh, uh, why be a part of it? You know, like it should be, it should be eh, dispensed in the common language. You know, it's like somebody selling a product and they, and they don't take dollars or they, you know, like they don't take, it's like, okay, good. Then walk away. Yeah. Like walk away. You don't need that. Well, and it's interesting because I think, I think there's an exception in a way when it's something like being on a film set and maybe you don't know all the terms yet. But there's a purpose to it in that you're learning how to actually do something, how to do a craft, how to learn a new skill. Like if you walk into a a doctor's office and you're training to be a nurse, there's going to be a lot of language that you have to learn, but there's a purpose to it. And it's so that you can learn things and and do good work in the world, you know, but, it, but around it's usually a specific... already established. Yeah. Like yeah. say you're actually learning a thing, you know, say I'm learning about cameras. Then I learn stuff like F stop aperture, you know, exposure. I learn all these new words, but they're words that have been around and have referred to light. It's not like a fad since of... science began referring to light. That's who made up that word. Not some 14 year old trying to be cool. This segment of the podcast is brought to you by tea. Remember it sounds like it'll taste good, but it tastes like shit try another five flavors today tea girls love it you're listening to laaf even the name sounds mysterious commander signal the following in all languages and on all frequencies how is the sex fast and only on saturdays it's perfect for the whole week yes sir and now that's monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday and guess what else today junior the laaf podcast presents today Today! Is today even a thing? Even a thing? It's a very special day. I know, I know, I know. Have you got your, uh, you got, are you ready? Oh, well, that it's National Great Popsicle Day? But wait, I just have to say something about tea. How dare you diss on tea? I did because not diss tea it. Tea is actually the medicine tea of the past. sponsored my segment this, and the this medicine show. of the future because it's so many different There's roots and herbs and leaves okay. of all different magical <laughs> plants with with medicinal properties, and they can, each can affect you in such a positive way. I would just look at what's in it. And it'll be zero anything. There's zero sodium, zero calories, zero zero vitamins, zero minerals. Well, there are zero. vitamins and minerals in it. It's made of plants and, and all of their different properties. Okay. I'm going to go drink some tea right now. Oh, my God. Fuck you. It dissing does, on tea. doesn't taste good. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, it's because you ever only ever have that what? non-organic, Listen. shitty, like, Lipton's, mm-hmm. like... Brown it's the only tea. one that does taste good. That's the only one that tastes Ugh. actually like tea. It has like artificial flavors in it. It's not even real tea. It doesn't have tea. Art- It's tea leaf dried. Yogi tea is the brand to get. No, yours has weird flavors and in it. And it has fortunes. The Lipton shit is just black tea leaf dried. That's it. That's why it's good to use. And it's only good for iced tea. And iced tea is the only way tea should ever just be Don't consumed. talk about tea. You don't, you don't deserve to talk about tea. You don't drink enough of it and you don't try all the kinds. This is a this is a hell of a way to treat me on National Great Popsicle Day, you know? My people would be really angry with you. It's also National Don't Fry Day. What is that? Um, it's the Friday before Memorial Day. Oh. It's about wearing sunscreen, which this, is one of my um my 
yes. causes. Yeah, I know. We visited 100 that. 100 SPF. We okay, visited that on your birthday show. Let's talk about show. how I'm 20 years older than the role I played yesterday. All right. Okay. Okay. It's sunscreen. Whoa. Sunscreen, folks. Okay, everybody. Just saying. Let's just sit in this. <laughs> I feel self-righteous now. I feel happy no, the way the you did. Look, it's about, true. I, I, about getting a cold. There is skincare thing. Once a year, usually post-summer, like my skin gets fried and bad and shitty. <laughs> and then I send, and then I dive into your bucket of stuff, and I go, what are all the serums? I need the serums. The for. highest SPF and I send, you can do on your face. And I send an email to my, my buddy, model buddy, uh, Ryan, and I go, "What? I need serums, man. I fucked up. It's been summer and now I'm old. You want to do preventative, <laughs> so put it on first thing in the morning every single day, especially when you I live in LA. To. I do the moisturizer now. I'm getting way better. I'm getting less orange. Aren't as you the years vain? Progress. Aren't you an actor? You want to look good, right? Nah, I don't care. I mean, you're not going to make it anyways, so you might as well be <laughs> fat and ugly. You and, and then you probably make it as the fat, ugly guy, so... You're more more likely. They've got less fat, ugly guys in Hollywood working, so they need you. I'm gonna gain weight and be a star. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's also National Road Trip Day today, the Friday before Memorial Day. Fuck this, man. Tomorrow's the day, okay? Tomorrow is we missed all the good shit. I tomorrow, love road trips. Tomorrow's huge, in, and this is something I've been talking about. Meat, okay? Tomorrow's National Brisket Day. Tomorrow's National Hamburger Day. Wow, that's a big one, because it's Memorial Day weekend. You can have both. You can have brisket, right? Cut up that brisket, right? Cook it up with the eggs, have that for the breakfast, and then have the hamburger for lunch, and then have maybe some hamburgers for dinner. Okay. I know you don't like vegetables, but they yeah. have very low calories you, you people, and keep lots going. of keep vitamins going. and minerals. Yeah. Keep, keep washing your hands, wearing a mask, eating vegetables, and getting sick, everybody. Okay? Don't follow, what, don't follow my plan at all, all right? Which is eat nothing but meat and never wash yourself. I never get sick. Oh, God. <laughs> it's sadly true. This week's also National Paperclip Day. Uh, I don't like the traditional paperclip. I like that one that's springy, that you that has the two handles that you can pull off. So many uses of that paperclip. So don't forget about the more modern, more cool, more hit paperclips on this National Paperclip Day uh, as you... You know, as you make your celebration with your family, as you wake up on National Paperclip Day morning and you look under the paperclip tree and see what paper claws has brought you. It was on Wednesday, National Tap Dance Day, which I posted about on my Lana or Satin Doll Lana um, Instagram account. Hashtag AAL. It was always the style of dance that started me into dance when I was seven. And then it was the one that I am best at, basically. It's very specific, but... I am a tap dancer. I've always loved it. I loved watching um, uh, Jimmy Tate and Savion Glover and and all of those rhythm tappers dance with the flat tap shoes. And I've always loved all the musicals that had tap dance. It's a really fun dance style. Just saying. It's also National Cellophane Tape Day. Okay, but it, what is that? Scotch tape? No one uses cellophane anymore. Scotch right? tape is cellophane tape. What is cellophane, though? It's the clear stuff. Oh, I see. Uh, Richard Gurley Drew in 1930 created invisible tape from cellulose. Is that like what's in plants? Sure. No. Sure, yeah. Plastic and plants aren't the same. It's, if you don't mine it, you got to grow it, Grace. It's not mined. <clears throat> no, yeah, cellulose is from plants. 
Yeah, I mean, scotch tape is useful. Sure. It's Masking not my tape. favorite kind of tape. I mean, you like gaff tape. Well, this is what annoys me about Scotch tape is people have it and so they use it and they use it in the wrong application almost always. Right. Like you're walking through the workplace especially and you always see shit Scotch tape to stuff and it's like you people okay, a fucking roll of gaff tape's 20 bucks. <laughs> gaff tape you have to explain for the people that don't do it's theater. It's cloth tape that it's you can thick, remove. It's black. The glue's special on the back so you can the remove it. The opposite of duct tape. Tape. Yeah. yeah, and it, and if you really need to stick something to something, then use the gaff tape. You know, don't scotch tape. I like tape washi it. tape. It's the kind with like pretty scotch patterns tape is for on paper. it for um for doing art with. You know, it's got all different colors and flowers you can get. Three reviews, all five stars. That's fifteen stars. And now it's time for famous birthdays on LAAF. It actually is my birthday. Tomorrow's the 28th, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow's the 28th. Today's the 27th. We're going to go over uh, this week's famous birthdays, all right? Uh, and so if you were indeed born on this day, these are the, these are the, the well, okay, like yesterday, right? To, or today, rather, or yesterday, let's say. Okay, if you were born yesterday, you were born alongside the great Scott Disick, Helena Bonham Carter, and um, Stevie Nicks, how about? All right. Okay, well, hey, we like CV Nicks. And John Wayne, uh, born yesterday. Hank Williams Jr., Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) If your birthday was the 27th, uh, you're partying, man. You're listening to some at least good music and watching some decent films, even though canceled. If your birthday was yesterday on May 26th, you share a birthday with Lauren Hill. Oh, okay, Miles Davis. All right. So you're good at music. And John Wayne. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I love John Wayne's Christmas album. Uh, today, you uh, share a birthday with Vincent Price, mm. this old actor guy, Henry Kissinger. Oh, and Christopher Lee. Remember oh, Christopher yeah. Lee from the Hobbit movies? Yeah, yeah. He's the um, he's Saruman, the, oh. the gray wizard, and then he goes evil. That's right. Mm. Uh, Andre 3000. Dang, I just passed up playing some of your music, Mr. 3000. I'm so sorry. Uh, but that's okay. I'm sure you love talking heads. But yeah, Andre 3000, born on this day. Uh, Rachel Carson was born today. Uh, she wrote that book, Silent Spring. Um, she was born in 1907. She was an American biologist that showed that chemicals like DDT um, affected cells and basically was one of the pioneers talking about how pesticides destroy um, fetuses when they're in the womb of animals and all kinds of other things. So uh, it's pretty amazing that at the time this um, um, American female was writing those things and it did um, change some of the laws around pesticides and perhaps hopefully started us towards uh, eliminating some of those. Sure. And, uh, oh, hey, underrated app rapper Jadakiss. Oh, no, yeah, probably perfectly rated. But I like his stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to be uh, swimming in good music this time uh, if you were born on the 27th, too, between Jadakiss and Andre 3000. So there you go. Huh? Go listen to some Jadakiss today. It's good stuff. Cornelius Vanderbilt was born on May 27th. He <laughs> was an American shipping and railroad magnet um, who acquired a personal fortune of more than $100 million back in the early 1800s. 
Um, but he was actually the son of an impoverished farmer and a boatman, and he quit school at age 11. That's what you all ought to do. Then went on to make a ton of money. And he you grabbed can, his bootstraps, and he picked himself up. See his uh, buildings everywhere. That's how you do it. That's America. Uh, tomorrow, what did we do? Yeah, tomorrow, uh, if it's your birthday tomorrow... Let's say, let's speculate, Grace. Mm. What if some of our listeners have a birthday tomorrow? Well, then the fact is they share it with uh, the great cleaner up of New York City himself, Rudy Giuliani. Huh? The presidential um, council himself. Right? Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if it's your birthday today, you're a Gemini and you're, oh, yeah. you're on the cusp a little bit with Taurus. And what is a cusp? The cusp is something that's in between two things, right? Mm. So in uh, astrology, it's when the sun is crossing from one sign to another. So basically, it's around the 20th, 23rd, 24th of every month. Oh, yeah. That sounds cool. So you a little bit have the, the properties of the astro- astrological sign that came before you. Oh, so yeah. May 27th, uh, birthday people love the spotlight and enjoy an active social life like a good Gemini does. They like eccentric people who share their love of good food, good wine, and smart conversation. Romance is their favorite pastime. Perfect day for the day that we're going to use it for next year. Oh, yeah, sure. They are natural flirts and generally prefer the chase to any other aspect of love. Hmm. Ah, okay. This does say a Gemini should marry an Aries (laughs) or an Aquarius or Libra. I mean, it's fun Googling astrology You know what was funny about the one that I saw is Mm. it showed like uh, maybe five different matchups, you know, perfect Mm matchups. And then it was and then it was blocked out. So maybe your one wasn't visible. But then it was like, hey, click. Hey, click. (laughs) Oh, guess who else was born on May 27th? Amelia Bloomer. All right. Well, she was an American suffragette that campaigned for temperance and women's rights. Somehow they thought. Don't drink and also vote for women. I don't know why temperance was yeah, linked in there. Yeah, we have to end it. By the 20s, we like, the women suffrage. did also want to get drunk. Um, but uh, They've been suffraging too long. Um, but uh, she basically created bloomers, which are these pants that are very, like, bloomery, like, voluminous. Sexy, yeah. Not sexy. Oh. But they, <laughs> but they had a split in them so you could ride a bike with them, and they were, like, the first pants ever created for women. Uh, everybody made fun of her. Um, because she would wear these pantaloons. Uh, they were named Bloomers because her name was Amelia Bloomer. And uh, yeah, they, she called them Turkish trousers, basically. And they were even under a short skirt. Um, but she wore them as early as 1849, or some of the other actresses at the time did. And I mean, thank God, now women are just in leggings everywhere. Oh, yeah. And everybody's happy about that. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful day. I mean... Uh, the men like look- to look at it. The women is comfortable. It's perfect, man. You know? And they've got this technology worked out where... There's uh, pockets now in leggings. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you, and then it, there's only two pockets in there, but if you run out, you got nature's pocket. For your phone? Don't be weird. They bloody love us. Historically intriguing, Captain. And now, the LAAF Podcast presents Today in History. (laughs) Pat yourself on the back some more. When when our banter goes well. I am smelling myself today. I am sitting in my recliner. Farting and breathing through my Ew, nose. Stop that it. Is what put today a mask is. On. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to put a mask on. 
I got immunity because I didn't because I didn't ever put a mask on. I fought everyone instead and I walked out on my job. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I didn't really know. I, I worked the rest you of my anti-masker, shift. You were anti-masker, kind of. I wasn't really. I mean, if it was necessary, I would wear it, but it, it was never necessary. So, uh, oh, this marks, this week in history marks when the Constitutional Convention began on May 25th, 1787. Okay, so that's very auspicious. And uh, the Founding Fathers were there. Who else was there? Auntie M. I am, um, I am going to say a positive Russian history thing, which, oh you boy. know, important to say that we support, you know, Russia, the Russian people, the history of Russia, reds to yes all of that. We just don't like Putin, right? We so there's no, no reason to mm. be prejudiced or anything about all the many Russian Americans that, um, including a lovely girl I met yesterday on set that, that come to Hollywood and all of that. Um, but uh, St. Petersburg was founded on this day in 1703 by Peter the Great. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, oh yeah, and Peter, one of the greats, really. Uh, Larry Kramer died today at age 84. Um, Back in 2020, he was an American writer and gay rights activist. Uh, He was controversial, but um, he did catalyze the response to the AIDS crisis in the United States. And on May 9th... And on May 25th, 1935, Babe Ruth hits his last home run. And then later on, uh, and Babe Ruth, who uh, weighed maybe 210 pounds, and later on was played in a movie by John Goodman at, uh, I don't know, around 480 or so. <laughs> so it was weird, weird to look at. <laughs> um, on, on May 27th in 1993, a terrorist bomb went off in Florence, damaging a wing of the famous Uffizi Gallery. Okay, the only thing worse than bombing and killing kindergartners uh-huh. is is going after art. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why bomb the Uffizi Gallery, which is full of Greek and Roman incredible statues? It has the Primavera by Botticelli there. It has the Birth of Venus, which is the most insane thing when you walk in that room. It's like it takes up a whole wall and like Venus is larger than you are. I mean, the art's amazing there. And I didn't realize that a wing of it was bombed and I I find that horrible. Oh yeah, tyrants and totalitarians alike love to destroy history. They love to destroy history. They love to destroy culture. Yeah, Hitler did it. Um, The the, Romans did it to all of the... The burning of the the Alexandria uh, library library was basically the the single greatest loss of historical um, data in human history. And that mm-hmm. was because of war and conflict and shit like that. So, yeah, totalitarians. Um, they don't give a shit about culture, history. Um, and they're basically uh, they're running the government at all times almost. For, for a recent human history, it's almost all totalitarians. It's almost all fascists. It's almost all you know these scumbags who want to control everything. So they're not going to be preservationists. They're not going to give a shit about history. Um, we missed a birthday today on May 27th. Walt Whitman was born. Uh, we've talked about him and quoted him before. Uh, we both like his book, uh, Leaves of Grass, written in 1855. It's a very dirty, very beautiful, very body conscious book. Um, and and then we were reminded of it when we finally watched on Hulu um, The Impeachment, which is the third oh, American yeah. crime story Ryan Murphy series with uh, Sarah Paulson as, um, uh, as Linda Tripp. 
uh, telling the story of Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. So Jimmy and I were kids when all of that went down and uh, remember some of it vaguely. I mean, I think what the series shows is really Monica Lewinsky is actually a producer on it. It really casts her as the innocent victim, very much a child, you know, just a confused girl. Uh, but not, I mean, and the way not she flattering, was, which is interesting. It wasn't flattering it's to very anyone. Very bold. Yeah. It, it, it's not a flattering portrayal of Monica. You know, she comes no. off as, as extremely kind of dumb, you know, naive, yeah, uh, but not, obsessive, you know. But she, not like the they weren't way overboard. Like as a child, I remember hearing her name just dragged through the press as though yeah. she's this slut. When now, after Me Too, really, she was what, 20? She was in, like 20 years old when this all went down, 21? Yeah. Like, and he was the president? That's sexual harassment. It could like, happen to anyone that age. It's his fault, not her fault, you know, and, and you don't drag the victim's name, you know, whether it was consensual or not, she was much younger than he was, and he was in a huge position of power, and she had no power as an intern. So, anyway, it just—I I like a lot of these series that are examining the '90s, um, looking back on that kind of stuff and how fucked up it was because it really was the culture I was raised in, and it was misogynistic and racist. And just looking back, like, man, I remembered one of the late night jokes clearly the jay leno they play you know a lot of historical footage and like uh they the one of the late night jokes was jay leno saying oh zippers at half mast i forget what it was the setup but for it, like but that was the punchline i remembered that yeah like it left an it left a uh a, a memory you know in my head <laughs> i brought it up just because uh, clinton did give leaves of grass to monica yeah. that was one of the the gifts he gave her it seems like a, a douchey uh like like um guy at college trying to Absolutely. bang some girl would give this as a gift uh, yeah, my boyfriend I've definitely gave me given people the khalil gabron books you know <laughs> i love those yeah. or roomy when you could get away with it you can't anymore but you'd give someone a roomy thing Wait, why can't you? I love Rumi. Yeah, you would work on you. I like all you. the Sufi poets. <laughs> well, it's about that love is divine. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. to the Bismarck this week, too. May 27th, 1941, the British Navy sinks the German battleship. F you, Bismarck. Didn't need you in the first place, you 823-foot piece of crap. People probably died on that, Jimmy. Fucking hell, that sounds amazing. This is L.A.A.F. The rest of it still sounds amazing. Everybody breathe in. Don't forget to breathe out. Breathe out. And give it a little stretch. I'm like an actor. Shake it out. Shake it out. Here we go. Well, this uh, whole podcast today, thank you. We have a new sponsor. It was brought to you by USATP, United States of America Toilet Paper. It's made out of nothing but pure rainforest products. If you want to wipe your butt on the rainforest, you need to buy USATP. Uh, we do have those um, election, that election coming up on June 7th. Um, we're going to kind of oh, yeah. figure out uh, what we're going to do about that. The month of June is coming. Oh, our big election special is next show. The Los Angeles Times reports that the older, whiter valley no longer exists. Where do new suburban voters go for mayor? Uh. Um, yeah, so a lot of things have changed in the valley. Uh, there's a lot more diversity now. 
um, I guess back in the day, it used to be kind of a white bread suburb, but now um, the old rich white folks are pressing out even further oh, yeah. away from L.A. They're more, what, Thousand Oaks, Calabasas, where the celebrities live, right. Westlake Village out there, even Woodland and then, Hills. of course, way over here in Pasadena. Uh-huh. Um, Tarzana and Encino, if you want to remain in the valley, those have still got some white people in them. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Live in each other's neighborhoods, I say. Move in with one another. You know, like, uh, I don't know. There seem to be all kind of people living in this neighborhood here, and I like it. And, uh, well, of course. That's one of the great things about L.A., the diversity. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I, I like that more than I like moving into a neighborhood and there's all one kind of person, and it's fine. I'm not mad about it, but I'm like, hey... You know, move around here because we have the same income class. You well, know? we were the only white people in our in that apartment in Canoga yeah. Park. Yeah, it was yeah. primarily a Hispanic neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it was it was nice. Yeah, it was fine. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I just tend to I don't know. The more cosmopolitan, the better. I like that. You know. And uh, there's certainly many areas that are like that, many working class areas that are like that, you know. Uh, a lot of my friends who are like uh, country folk, you know, they, they're like, I'm like, hey, come visit. And they're like, oh, I hate L.A. And I'm like, well, come on. There's all kinds of different experiences in L.A., you know. Well, there's not, people it's not are deciding all the city. whether to vote for Karen Bass or Rick Caruso oh, yeah. uh, in the Valley for mayor of Los Angeles. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, next week. Yeah, there's a few interesting candidates running. There's a few interesting things up on the ballot. Uh, and You've been listening to any good podcasts or watching any shows? Um, deep. Uh, you know what I'm into is the Lex Friedman podcast these okay. days. It's extremely dry. Um, it's three-hour conversations about, like, Anything from engineer, there's some of them I miss because it's just, I don't, I don't need it, but it's always with an insanely expert expert. So somebody with just this vast, like knowledge, you know, and like sometimes a comedian with like no knowledge at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's just a very thoughtful, uh, dude. Uh, he's very kind of sentimental actually in a way. Um, and, and very, um, just, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> kind and you know uh, opposite of me you oh, know he's never yelling man. yeah he's a nice mm. guy yeah yeah and smart so boring yeah yeah i, <laughs> no, I listen to it to go to sleep and then um if one is really interesting but yeah i, I love that podcast uh you know i don't need to plug it because i it's prefer humongous. all my friends who are men and and not, you know to be very kind but just my sexual partners i like them to have a little edge yeah uh so there is a new um a new season out with chameleon um called wild boys i haven't listened to it yet it's about these two brothers will and tom green uh chameleon's great um it uh, there are a couple great con seasons where they talk about completely different stories. Um, also listening to uh, Badlands, as I said, and Killer Psyche remains one of my favorites. I've descended deep into uh, reality TV on Discovery Plus now. Oh boy. Besides seeing uh, Say Yes to the Dress, I have started 90 Day Fiance. Uh, just so fun and trashy. I mean, I can't go back and watch it from the beginning because there's like 20 seasons of all these reality shows, but I watch like the most recent season. And a lot of them are addressing the pandemic and the way relationships and things have changed after the pandemic. 
Once a week, we come to you with this, uh, you know, maybe sometimes uh, more, like we did a birthday show this week, which you can get yourself a birthday show at patreon.com slash LAAF. And uh, these are the people responsible for bringing you the show at least once a week, uh, our, our, our wonderful Patreon sponsors, Tamara Sendorf, Jane Claire Swinson, the returning champion, Donna Newman, May Cookrow, official sister of the show, Mystery Man, Jake Allen, uh, Cindy Simmons, and Grant. Daddy Jeff Wong, you know who you are. There are more episodes. We know who you are too. On Netflix of Grace and Frankie, I did watch the whole second season of Bling Empire. Oh, and I guess there's a Love on the Spectrum US that just came out too. How's my girl doing on that? My girl, I love her. Uh, Lily Tomlin. No, Jane Fonda. I love her, but you know, my my girl. Come on. Oh, oh, June Diane. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? I don't know. She's good on it, though, huh? She, she, I think you could call a MILF. <laughs> okay, I'm too young and too hot to be well, a MILF. Well, she has kids. So, I mean, it's official. Yeah, you're, I mean, you have no kids, so we can't call you that. Thanks. I don't know what we call you. We're trying to find uh, some sort of gross classification I'm college for age, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh-huh. There uh, was a girl on site yesterday that did like say something. She's like, oh, now I see why they're these girls, because they're like a little older. And I was like, I'm way older, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> oh fine. Oh, my God. Yeah. People are so mean in Hollywood. Yeah. So funny. She, like, she, you, she didn't even have any consciousness that she was saying it very loudly in my ear range with me and this other older-looking girl there. Hey, yeah. you got to have a thick skin. Hang in there, out there. And then hang in there with us next week on LAF the podcast. Cut. That's a wrap. (laughs) That was fun, you guys. Thanks. And sorry. But thanks again.